Hey guys, and welcome back to the Feenstra Zoo. My name is Spencer Feenstra, the host and creator of the zoo. I'm here just to talk to you about things that are on my mind and on my heart. I hope you'll enjoy the show. If you do, please check us out on all social medias at The Feenstra Zoo. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey zookeepers, welcome back to the Feenster Zoo. As always, I am Spencer, and I am so pleased that you've chosen to join me for this exciting audio adventure. I know that there are a million podcasts to choose from, so I am actually deeply honored that you've chosen mine to give some of your time to. Now, unfortunately, this one's going to come with a off-script intro, mostly because I didn't know how to write this out. But long story short, the Feenster Zoo is going to be taking a bit of a hiatus, uh, probably till early fall, I'm guessing sometime around September. It really boils down to this season of life, this new change with this new job, and trying to rebalance priorities and life and everything. I just don't have the necessary attention to put into on time producing this show. So I'm going to take the summer, I'm going to focus on my family, focus on figuring out the new rhythms and ebb and flow of life. I'm going to continue to write and record episodes through the summer, but I won't be releasing them. I'm basically going to get this, take this time to get ahead so I'm not stressing out and losing sleep over writing and producing this show it's just not healthy it's not sustainable and honestly the, the quality of work isn't what I need it to be when I'm rushing and stressing to put out a show on Tuesday morning and I'm not finishing it until late Monday night it's just it's not it's not right to produce and release those shows it makes me feel bad because I'm not giving the I'm not giving you guys what you deserve I'm not giving the show what it deserves and honestly I just I can't keep up with that rhythm it, it's not sustainable and it's not healthy so the zoo will be taking a hiatus this will be the last episode that I release for a while like I said probably September or early fall I'll be kicking back off with a regular release schedule. In this time, I will be 100% accessible through social media. Instagram's probably the best way to go, uh, but you can find me at The Feenstra Zoo on every major social media platform. And please reach out. I want to know how your summer's doing. I will be focusing more on my Instagram, making sure that I'm releasing more, giving you guys more content that way. Um, but please reach out. Let me know how you're doing. Let me know if there's show ideas that you want me to cover, you want my opinion on. I'll do my best to be doing more question and answer stuff so you guys can get more of a behind-the-scenes look into the day-to-day -day of the Feenster Zoo as well. But without further ado or stalling or whatever you want to call it, Let's just jump into today's episode, and this one 
kind of spawned out of necessity, quite honestly. <laughs> so it is, if the devil can't make you sin, he will make you busy. And for starters, let me just break down this title for you. You see, if the devil can't make you do anything, so it's it's kind of a misnomer. The devil can't make you do things. We as humans have free choice to do whatever we want or to not do whatever we want. That being said, we can be tempted or persuaded to make choices in many ways. In this way, as at least as a Western culture, we have chosen or decided that the rhythm of life or the speed of our lives is going to be set at like mock chicken constantly. This pace of life is unsustainable at best. The pace where every minute of every day needs to have something in it. We need to be accomplishing something. We need to be doing something. We as people have elevated busy to literal idle status. It is the new world's god. You don't believe me? Think of this. You have a job, you have a hustle, you have a side hustle, your side hustle has a side hustle. We have have to have 35 different versions of income coming at any given time. Just this is normal in our culture. I mean, how many times have you heard people bragging about how much they work or how little they sleep or how many jobs they have? Like I said, is this your job or your hustle or whatever you want to call it and or your side hustle? Like th I hear this every single day. If this is you, please don't feel judgment from me because I am a fellow offender of this problem. You see, the problem is not that we're busy. It's... It really is inevitable to be busy. We all have 24 hours in a day, but that is really only half true. I'll, I'll explain that more in a minute. But the problem is that we try to pack 35 hours into that 24-hour period. Busyness is inevitable. Over-busyness is a, if not the, sickness of our culture. Okay, so let me get back to that um, 24 hours is only half true, okay? It's true, yes, the clock, in fact, only does have 24 hours in a day. So, let's break this down a little bit. You know, 24 hours in a day, shocking revelation, I know. Okay, well, let's pull out the ne necessities here. Okay, sleep. We're supposed to get eight hours of sleep a night. Eating, let's say two hours. Actually, I looked it up. The average Canadian does eat about two hours a day. Bathroom time, rounded up to about 30 minutes. Okay. Working hours, average Canadian, again, nine hours a day. So with just these numbers, the average Canadian adult 
spends about 19 and a half hours of necessity time each day. Take that out of your 24 hour period. Okay, you're looking about four and a half hours of personal time a day. That's why I said that 24 hours a day that's yours, kind of only half true. And these are just basic things. Eat, sleep, bathroom, work, basic, okay? This doesn't take into account if you're a parent or you work multiple jobs or you work shift work. So do you still think you're the proud owner of 24 hours a day? Do you want to know what the average Canadian adult spends looking at their phone or TV? Doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you anyway. Okay. Three hours and 15 minutes on their phone or roughly three hours of TV a day. And my guess is this probably at the same time because we can't just have one distraction at a time. No, we, as Western culture, we have to have multiple forms of distraction at the same time. Otherwise, how could we numb ourselves from the feeling of real feelings? Or, you know, let's save that for another episode because that's going to deep dive into something scary. But did you know that in 2020, a term from 1985 became a diagnosable disorder? It's called hurry sickness. It's the feeling of constantly being behind or rushed, which causes varying levels of stress or anxiety, leading to frustration, burnout, and depression. Hurry sickness is now a diagnosable problem. In other words, literally everyone I know has this problem. Okay, I'm joking, but only a little bit. Okay, It's not everyone I know. It's a large percentage, though. Our culture is one of self-imposed self burnout and anxiety. Largely, but not universally, of course. We have set our schedule so full that it's not realistic. We, again, as humans are creatures of habit. All of us like the security of the same old thing. You want some proof? Let me ask you this. What side of the bed is yours? Or where do you sit at the dinner table? Yeah, that's my point. We like that security. It's a safety blanket. It keeps us feeling centered because that's my spot. I like how Jeff Bethke put this. He says, we as humans are the summation of our repeated practices and rituals. Humans are not made, they are formed. Break this down a little bit. Okay? Piece by piece, we have formed our lives. Every choice you have, you created every little habit. You formed every little habit and that formed a part of your character. This is, by doing this, you have 
created this summation of repeated choices. Your free will has formed you into the person you are. And I know all of this does sound a rather doom and gloom, but it doesn't have to. Using the same logic, you can change the parts of you that you don't like. Are you like me? And way too busy and feeling like you're not using your four hours well? Yeah. If you've been listening to the zoo for any length of time, you've, you've heard me use this line before, but here it is again. Your life is perfectly designed to get you the results you are getting. Here's a new one from Jeff Bethke, though. The difference between chaos and shalom is rhythm. Chaos is unpredictable and unrhythmic, but shalom is more like a dance that depends on the rhythm of the music. You don't like your current life results? Change the system. Change the rhythm. Change your music. Are you screaming how into your speakers yet? I know I would be. I'd probably be chirping at this guy on the other end of the speakers going something along the lines of nice quotes, but you're saying you struggle with this too. It's true. I do. That's why I need a break. And to that I say, you are absolutely right. Okay. I struggle with the rhythms of my life. That's why I listen to people who are way smarter than myself and read as much of their work as I can. And most super wise people are boiling down to the same few points for the solution. In fact, I've done at least an episode on each one of these points. But I'm going to kind of give you the Sparks Notes version of them today. They are the need for silence in your life. Simplify your schedule and practice Sabbath. Okay, Like I said, I'm going to spend a little bit of time on each. I have done deep dives on each of these topics. Go back and listen. They're good. They're still relevant. But the long and short of this is everything that I'm saying here has been grabbed from people much smarter than myself. And more pertinently, they are all pieces of the rules of life laid out by Jesus while he was on earth. But let's spend time on these three points here. First, the need for silence in your life. Does that statement make you feel uncomfortable? If it does, you're certainly not alone. For so long, we have been conditioned to just accept the, at best, a low hum of anything on in the background. Most people I know have a background show. They put it on simply to ignore it and do something else. It's there just to keep some noise in the house that, again, is familiar. We're creatures of habit, remember? 
The result of this is that we're so conditioned to expect noise that when we stop and try to listen for anything God is saying to us, we become uncomfortable and we need to quickly fill that silence. But we need silence in our lives. No TV, no music, no podcasts on. We need silence. Even just for a small portion of our day. But more so, we need inner silence. That's where we experience these scary, dark, intrusive thoughts that we don't like. But don't run from inner silence. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some work on those scary thoughts. But you can get there. When when I allow myself to go into this place, into my own head, into where I try and achieve this silence, for me, it's always these what-if scenarios from 5, 10, 15 years ago that what if I did this differently? I could be XYZ type of person if only whatever. But like I said, to achieve this practice, it takes time. It takes discipline. And I think above all these things, it takes giving yourself grace and knowing that this isn't a switch you can just flip. It's a process. It's a practice to achieve. And you will have days where you can't get there. And some days it might come really easy. And those days will probably be back to back. And like any discipline, start small. Five minutes of complete silence, inner and outer, or one minute. But don't spend that minute counting to 60, because that's not what we're trying to achieve here. And once you can get to that one or five or 20 or 25 or five hour mark, celebrate these moments. Okay? Take that time and listen for God. And at the end of your time, celebrate that you were able to achieve this through God. Next, let's look at simplifying your schedule. And I find it incredibly helpful to start with a baseline. Okay? Take a week where you're not changing any of your habits, not changing any of your schedule your day-to-day -day, anything the only thing you're going to add is making notes and taking journal about how you spent your time okay? and be incredibly detailed you know half hour blocks 15 minute blocks whatever write it down everything okay how much you eat what time you took to eat your sleep schedule, your work schedule. Did you take a walk? Did you take prayer time? Did you meal prep? Did you read? Did you watch something on your phone? Social media scrolling, entertainment on the TV, whatever it is, literally everything. Take note, make a journal, just make this baseline of where you're working from. The purpose of this is so that you can reveal the areas of your day that you can trim the fat, if you will. So when you sit down one week later, 
to create your ideal perfect schedule, you know just where you can pop in those good new habits. Or the places you can make space and margin. And be realistic with your perfect ideal schedule. Leave some room. Make sure there's some room every day for the unexpected. It's pretty much the only thing we can expect in life. Allow yourself grace for being interrupted. Okay, margin, it's been said that this is the space between your load and your max limit. A lot of us are living at or well past our max limit. So simplifying, that means you're going to have to get rid of some things. And if you're anything like me, that means some prioritizing needs to happen. Okay. My priorities go my walk with God, my wife, my kids. Okay, That's one, two, and three. And then work. That's number four. So after I put that into my schedule, that might actually leave about nine hours left for sleep and my personal time in that 24-hour period. Okay. This is at least my Monday to Friday. My weekends are different, but I think this helps to illustrate my point a little bit. Okay. So to add anything to this priority list, in, to this schedule, to add anything to it, it has to be such a high priority because it's either going to come out of my time for sleeping or my family time. And honestly, it's more likely to come out of my sleep because, well, priorities. So all of this is to say, set your priorities, create your perfect ideal seven-day schedule, leave room for interruptions. And clearly, I don't have much margin in my schedule, but there's some there. I have a little bit of buffer. And take it day by day. Okay? Subtract some things, alter some things in your schedule until your anxiety is down and your happiness is up. And in that schedule, point number three, take a Sabbath. Take one day a week to reset. Okay. Traditionally, Sabbath is the first day of the week. Okay. You're resting to begin your week, and you're working out of that. Now, traditionally, Sabbath is Saturdays. That might not work for you might have to be Sundays, or maybe you have a weird schedule where your weekend is in the middle of the week. But take one of those days and use it to recenter your, your focus. It's a day of worship for God. It's not just a day off to catch up on your chores or whatever, but it's a day of restful worship. People much smarter than myself have gone crazy in depth into these studies if you want them reach out to me i'm happy to get them to you but this day is a when done right it is the best day of your week you do your meal prep beforehand so you're not cooking you're not cleaning you're not doing chores for myself, it would be a day of 
feasting and worship and prayer and celebrating my family and thanking God for all that he has given my family, all he has done for my family. It is a day to enjoy your your family and your your worship with God. This is where you're working from. When you start your week, you go, I can do this because I am rested. When you're about halfway through your week, you can go, I can do this because I know I have a day of rest coming. People much smarter than myself have done actual scientific study of like dopamine levels and chemical levels and endorphins and everything in the brain for people who are working from this point of rest to this point of rest. These people are much happier and much more fulfilled in their lives, scientifically proven, because they do this. Alright, so zookeepers, are you ready for the key line here again? If the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. You see, either way, whether you're sinning or you're busy, you're being separated from your walk with Jesus. Either you're breaking the rules of the way of Jesus actively, or you're too distracted to practice the way to begin with. Either way, the devil wins. See, a lukewarm faith is just as good as no faith at all. This is not getting the job done. Luckily, we are given such grace from God. And he knows and we know that we're not going to get this right every day. But it doesn't mean we can just give up and just pray that we get a chance to repent on our deathbeds. It's not what it's about. It's about actively working towards this lifestyle that gives us deep rest, that gives us a fulfilling life, that gives us a joy-filled experience with, with our walk with Jesus while we're here on earth. Let me leave it there. Okay. That's where I'm leaving this episode. That's where I'm going to be leaving this series, at least for a few months. I promise this hiatus is not going to be forever. But I need to work on this topic too. I need to get my priorities straight. I need to get this season of life figured out. I promise you I will be back, and hopefully better than ever. As always, I will be reachable on social medias. Like I said, I will be focusing on my Instagram over the summer. So keep up with us here at the zoo through that. Remember, I love you all. Thank you for joining me. And God bless.